0: Good evening, patriots and other interested parties. Today is Sunday, February 7th, 2021. Today we're going to talk about the deep state. There's been a lot of questions about it, what it is, and I think there's some misconceptions out there. Misconceptions based on a lack of concrete information combined with the tremendous amount of deliberate misinformation that's out there. The deep state is a term that has been bandied about quite a bit especially the past few years and understanding what it is is fundamental to understanding the circumstances in which we currently find ourselves the term deep state is interchangeable all non-communist countries have a deep state those persons to whom the new world order is their master whether they be the pre-revolution bolsheviks the revolutionaries in cuba the bankers in london the revolutionary Chinese, etc. These are the members of the national, local, deep state. You can look at the deep state as the local office of the New World Order. They are all globalists. They are all neo-communists. If the deep state controls the media, the means of communication, the educational system, banking, etc., The only way to root them out is for nationalists to purge them, control the enterprises they controlled, and systematically get rid of any influence they may have had. We tend to think that we are the only ones dealing with this, and we are not. This is what happened in Burma the other day. The deep staters stole the election and the military came in and arrested them all. The deep state as we know it exists in every free or nominally free country on Earth. The U.S. is the focus right now just as those other countries I mentioned were the focus in their time with their struggles. Now, as a local office of the New World Order, the deep state can be looked at as the operatives of the directors. If the New World Order is the end result of globalist planning, and these would be composed of the Council on Foreign Relations, the International Monetary Fund, the World Economic Forum, the World Bank, all of the national banks, such as the Federal Reserve, and other institutions and organizations that compose the membership of the elite of the New World Order, then the local deep state is used to collect unto itself the power that it needs to affect change within the local arena to convert the nation to an outlet that will support and finance and carry out the new world order. So if you look at what happened in the United States as a natural progression of what happens when the New World Order sets its eyes on a prize, you need to go back in time quite a ways. Now looking specifically at Chinese involvement, since they seem to be the ones tasked with carrying out this metamorphosis, Mao learned from the Soviets how to convert a free people into one enslaved and By 1972, when Richard Nixon and Henry Kissinger took their famed trip to China, the Soviet Union was in the waning years of its influence and power. Uh, It was about 25 years later when the USSR disintegrated, and the Chinese were not oblivious to that fact. Henry Kissinger is as deep a deep stater as it gets and I would consider him a roving ambassador of the New World Order, uh, along the same lines as a Rockefeller, a Bush, a Gates, and now a Bezos. The outcome of the 1972 Henry Kissinger trip was something called the Shanghai Communique. The Shanghai Communique was an agreement that was made between the United States of America and China, the Chinese Communist Party specifically, to open trade between the countries, to have a pact of non aggression, and to encourage the development of nations within the Asia Pacific Rim from uh, third world status to first world. It also Drove home the understanding that Taiwan would be considered a part of China, separate but equal, and allowed to develop their own economy and their own government without interference by the United States. Of course, this also opened up trade and exchange programs with China. So, within the United States of America, we began seeing a wave of students and business people. And executives, all sent here to learn, to train, to be educated, and bring back what they had learned to China and help them in their quest for modernization and expansion. However, piggybacking on this noble effort was the understanding that every single person sent over here for that reason would be tasked with observing and recording everything that they saw that had anything to do with our culture, our politics, our economy, down to the local level. And they were debriefed on a regular basis and continued to be so debriefed. The Soviet Union began the effort of occupation by infiltration in the 30s, with the uh, encouragement and development of the American Communist Party. They also funded uh, many educators and institutions of higher learning and local organizations such as the NAACP that became national. Behind the civil rights movement was funding from communist Russia. However, as I said before, the Soviet Union was in the weaning years of its development and its influence by the early 70s. Now, their efforts at international development did not end. While their issues were being dealt with at home, the KGB and the Foreign Service were continuing to work on foreign development. And, of course, by foreign development, I mean the infiltration and corruption of governments around the world so that they could become satellites for the Communist Party. Now China and Russia had been working together quite closely until Nikita Khrushchev and Mao had their last meeting in the early 60s and at that point they went their separate ways. However, their overarching outlook on international relations was so similar that their interests did converge and there was cooperation between the two countries. The effect of the breakup of the Soviet Union was that the playing field was left completely open for the Communist Chinese Party. Now every communist government on the face of the earth has attempted to infiltrate and to some degree had been successful in infiltrating the United States. However, none were so obscene and dangerous as the Mariel boatlift in 1982 when Fidel Castro sent 20,000 or so of his worst criminals to the United States and their aim was to wreak havoc. Open pipelines with the three-letter agencies to bring cocaine and other drugs in from South America, to infiltrate and expand gang involvement and control over neighborhoods, to flood the legal system, and to spy and report back on what they had seen and what they were doing. Somewhere in the translation that got lost because as Fidel Castro's health declined and there were the power struggles between his brother Raul and other members of the ruling party the resources that were needed to maintain that involvement were used elsewhere. And with the fall of the Soviet Union in 1992, the funding that they were relying on, as a matter of fact, the funding that not only Cuba relied upon, but also other socialist governments in the world, disappeared. China picked up the slack as well as it could and as much as it wanted to. However, China felt that the influence that they were exerting upon the United States was doing just fine and they really didn't need to depend on Cuba for that. So, to my understanding the uh, direct involvement of China in the espionage operations of Cuba is nil. So the deep state is not necessarily centrally organized. It's not as though they get together every Saturday night in a warehouse by candlelight and discuss their plans for domination. You can think of it as a decentralized effort that has the same aim. So for example, a school teacher that was educated at a progressive university and the basis of that education being that the traditional values of the United States do not meet the needs of the world today, they will de-emphasize our constitution. They will de-emphasize the education of our children and focus on what they deem to be important. Gender studies, race relations, foreign policy, all tempered with a neoliberal progressivist view that undermines the ability of our children and our students to develop any kind of adherence to the traditional values that were the foundation of this nation. You also have at the higher level principals in charge of schools that have the same view, that hire and reward teachers that are progressive, liberal, leftist, and marginalize those educators who are traditional and God-fearing and patriotic. And you extend that to corporations hr managers who are progressive and liberal and leftist who hire those who mirror their own background and outlook to politicians who understand that you can tell people that you share their values and then once you get elected the deep state will protect you and you can then vote how you're told which brings us now to the difference between a deep state operative or asset and a deep state member. Let's use for example Mayor Mayor Muriel Bowser of Washington DC. Mayor Bowser is a member of the deep state. The Metropolitan Police Department and this is not meant as a disparagement of those fine officers that serve are operatives or assets. In other words, through the carrying out of their daily duties they invariably and without knowing also carry out objectives that further the deep state within washington dc and it could be as minor as giving somebody a ticket or surveillance or arresting somebody now these officers are mostly doing their job within most police departments i would say that most of the rank and file are decent people However, the higher up you go in any organization, the closer you get to the filth, and so I would hazard a guess that at the top of the Metropolitan Police Department, as in most police departments in this country, the strong possibility exists that there are members of the deep state to be found. You also have people that are higher up in the membership or in the hierarchy, such as Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Michael Pence. They are hierarchically more sensitively placed than Mayor Bowser. Now, within her sphere of influence, she's as high as it gets. But what playbook are they operating from? Now, we know that the Soviet Union didn't just come out of nowhere. We know that the members of the Revolutionary Communist Party didn't just come from nowhere. Well, they were espousing the goals set forth by Marx and Engels in the Communist Manifesto. And those goals have been kept alive Uh, most recently in this country by a man that I am 99% sure none of you have ever heard of, but you would do well to look into. And that man is known as Bob Avakian. Bob Avakian is the chairman of the American Communist Party. And the reason why you've never heard of him or see him is because he has been busy for many years, in the planning and carrying out of what you see happening today. The idea was that he would become the president at some point, And then once power had been attained, convert the United States into a communist utopia. However, that was not to be. So instead, the machinations were put into place for a community organizer from Chicago named Barry Sotero to become the president and thus Barack Obama was able to lay the foundation for what we see today. The idea was that Obama would weaken the foundation of our republic enough through race wars and gender wars and the decimation of our culture and our identity so that by 2016 Hillary Rodham Clinton would be elected president and finish the job. Well, that all came to naught when Donald J Trump won by a landslide and yes, the attempt was made to steal the election then as it has as it was in 2020. However, the algorithms were not properly calibrated and the infrastructure necessary to bring in the truckloads of ballots to offset the lack of digital effort uh, was not in place. Now, we can go deep down any avenue of this rabbit hole, but suffice to say that without COVID-19, the election would have been won by Donald Trump in such a manner as to not have been able to be stolen. However, with COVID-19, the deep state had the opportunity that it needed to encourage the use of mail-in balloting, and anybody who questioned that was deemed a denier or a conspiracy theorist, a racist who wanted to disenfranchise poor, homebound African Americans and Latinos of their rights. So. With paper balloting a foregone conclusion, the deep state had everything it needed to ensure that enough votes would be cast for the opponent as to throw into doubt the election. And they were able to draw it out long enough to be able to have a inauguration. Now I'm going to stop here for a moment because I understand that we honestly don't know exactly what's going on. And if you follow my Gab page and if you are on Telegram on the Republic Stands channel, then you know that I believe there is a magic show going on right now and we're the audience. However, we must act as if this is our reality. In other words, we need to understand how we got where we are right now. Because even if Trump or General Flynn are able to save this republic, we must understand how we got where we are to keep it from happening again. Because I honestly believe, friends, we only get one shot at this. Now, if we blew it, then all of this is moot and information is power and you better download these and save them because when we are cut off from communication and the internet, these podcasts of mine and others will be the history that we will have to carry with us through the age until we can shake the yoke of slavery off of our backs. So the storm is coming. Some would say it's here. And the impeachment trial has not yet begun. And the discrepancies that have been witnessed in Washington, D.C. are so many that I'm going to do a whole other podcast just on imaginary Oval Office sets. But let's get back to the Deep State. The goal of the Deep State, as I said, is to so destabilize a nation that they are ripe for rebuilding in the image of the New World Order. Now the New World Order exists for one purpose only and that is to bring every person on the face of the earth into alignment with their goal of enslavement and In order to do that, national boundaries need to be eliminated. You could say that because of globalism, those boundaries are nebulous at best. However, those boundaries do exist to the extent that you have internecine disagreements, such as in Ethiopia, as well as border disputes such as that between Pakistan and China. And you also have what's happening in Palestine, which I would submit is more of an identity crisis than a border dispute. However, the subjugation of a world power to the New World Order is necessary for the elimination of borders and the forced cooperation of uh, those nations that are neighbors. So elimination of the United States of America as an independent republic is paramount to the goal of the new world order. And that is why you will see every nation on earth that has a deep state that is active operating in concert. Okay, Justin Trudeau in Canada, mass lockdowns, closing the border, encouraging the acceptance of Biden as the legitimate president. Same thing with Australia, blocked down an entire continent because seven people allegedly tested positive for COVID. Scotland, Ireland, England, France, Germany, you name it. And these countries are following the party line to the letter. The deep state is alive and well in all of these countries and has already come to power in most of them. Now, what happened in Italy the other day where the government resigned because of the outing of their involvement in the theft of our elections using the Leonardo satellite program, that was a victory for us. However, it may not be enough. So, undoing the deep state can only be done if you understand it. But the deep state operatives are some of the most evil, twisted, sick, perverted satanic individuals you will ever come across. And I mean that in with the first definition of each of those words. Lynn Wood, and I strongly suggest that you go to his channel on Telegram and review every single thing that he's posted, is without doubt one of the best informed people I know out there on what the deep state is and who it is and how they operate. Suffice to say that their methods are... Effective because they have no moral compass and they will do anything to compromise someone in power or to put somebody into a position of power and they will do anything to destabilize the country. They don't care about mom and apple pie. They'll kill mom and poison the apple pie if it means putting somebody into a position to be controlled. They don't care about people that are being victimized by the economy. They want the economy to fail because the more people that are victimized by it, the more people that are disenfranchised and hopeless, the more homeless people there are, the more poor people there are, the more families that go to bed hungry, the less likely they are to pay attention to what's going on. Now, my advice is that here on out, I would assume every single person out there is either a member, an operative, or an asset of the deep state, unless proven otherwise. Make no mistake, friends, we are at a very vital point in our existence, not only as a nation, but as a people. As much as China Joe is making an effort to erase President Trump and his accomplishments, we ourselves are in danger of being erased. These masks, lockdowns, closures all contribute to A banishment of people to a prison, whether it's in our homes, apartments, or our cars or tents, or behind actual bars. And without belaboring the point, they closed the churches and the schools for multiple reasons, not the least of which, that's where people would go to vote. Those are the places where people meet that of like-mind churches, bars, These are the places where the revolutionaries met back in the 1700s when they were trying to figure out how to overthrow the yoke of oppression that was being enforced by the King of England. However, what they didn't understand until lately was the internet is our pub. The internet is our church. And I mean that in the sense that it's a gathering place for people of like mind to communicate. Now. Facebook and Twitter are absolutely deep state. And with the control that they exert over Google and Instagram and other social media sites, Facebook and Twitter have effectively silenced many, many, many voices of those who are attempting to fight the deep state. However, Andrew Torba, faithful Christian, patriot, has given hundreds of millions of us the opportunity to congregate and Pavel Yurov with Telegram has given us tens of millions of us the opportunity to exchange information. But make no mistake, unless something changes, and I mean soon, the deep state will do everything in its power to see to it that Gab and Telegram are not a threat. And if you don't think that that'll happen, then I would draw your attention to any country in the world, such as Turkey or Burma, where they systematically shut the internet down and censor it to the extent that people don't see anything that the state does not want them to. And I think that that's something that we can end this with, is that don't be under any illusions, friends. What you see happening in third world countries... Is exactly where we are headed unless a miracle happens. Now I hope that this was enough to give you something to go on so you can do your own research and I hope it was able to give you some understanding of where we are and how we got here. I advise you to be careful and cautious in your research. However, you need to do some digging. You might be surprised at what you find. Please go to Gab and Telegram if you want to ask me any questions. I'll review them and answer them as best and as quickly as I can. In the meantime, God bless you, and may God bless the Republic of the United States of America. Wait! No, Rick, wait!